Every day, everywhere you look, you are constantly inundated with logos, colors, and even taglines by companies trying to get your attention. All of these companies have an identity, a backstory, or a reason why they exist. Few people actually break down the brand image. What's their why? What's their mission? What do they stand for? Well, we've connected with entrepreneurs and other interesting people from these companies to share what it is about them and their company that truly makes them brand worthy. So let's get to the show. Hey, what's going on, friends? Uh, Jason here from Brandworthy. And I'm Mike from Brandworthy. Yeah, we're here today uh, to just start this process of Brandworthy on a regular basis, guys. And we have one heck of a guest that's going to give us uh, just tons of information about architecture and building things. Uh, We met uh, Mike Carney, who you're about to meet. Uh, We met him here at Bellworks, and he's become a a close friend of ours. Um, And seeing him grow his business and seeing that passion that he has for what he does, we're like, oh, you need to be on our show. Like, yeah, he's, he's a cool dude, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, maybe I'm just not as bright as many people. Like, well. I get what a, an architect <laughs> does, but I wanted to also understand how do I utilize an architect for small projects, big projects, and really the scope of everything he does. And I was blown away by it. I know it's not hard to blow me away, but. Yeah, definitely. You know, I want to give you a zinger, but you're 100% (laughs) right. Um, Simple as that. So uh, guys, we're starting this brand worthy journey to be able to really diversify our content. We saw us and knew us from the Love Local Off 53 content. And with that, we uh, we did community stuff. We did business stuff and really dove in. We decided that we can uh, serve the community better by splitting those up uh, and by really diving deep into the, the local brands that are in our community and the local businesses that are in the community and the stories that make them up. So uh, yeah, super, super excited to be here and uh, kind of get the ball rolling. I do wanna, before we dive in, um, um, Mike, you have a pretty cool sweatshirt today. Well, you know, it is 2023, and this year was the year of paintegrity for me. I mm-hmm. made a goal to get some paintegrity swag, and yeah. Joe and Tina hooked me up with this awesome uh, sweatshirt. They do, yeah. And then, uh, they hooked you up with an awesome hat as well. We, we got that. So, uh, yeah, they're r- pretty awesome people, right? Like yeah. husband and wife team. I mean, they're okay. They're okay. No, just right. kidding. No, they're they're a great team. They're they got awesome. a great company, but. <laughs> Uh, what I would say, they have killer apparel, which doesn't make any sense because they're painters and they're just going to ruin it. Yeah. But, like, you know, when they show up to a job, it's not just white, white, white. It's uh, some pretty cool swag and, and apparel. So They're decking it out, too. Yeah. Can, can, oh, oh, this was totally not called for. Can you stand up, show them in the back? All right. All right, guys. So wanted to show you that for one, it's brand worthy. We're all about brands that stand for something that mean uh, something. And when we talk about Joe and Tina at Paintegrity, uh, for us, uh, they're exactly why we're building all of this. It's that mindset that people have about building something that means something. And and Joe uh, talks about it, and you'll get to know them on a future podcast. He talks about putting the integrity into paint, and that's how their name came about and all that sort of stuff. So that's who we want to work with. That's who we want to do life with. That's who we want to do business and help promote because those types of businesses uh, in our community are those that give back as well or the the businesses that are going to help us flourish as a community. So we love Paintegrity, hence why we're repping their swag uh, today. And before we get into uh, our uh, show uh, and introduce you to Mike, we just want to talk about a couple cool events that we have coming up. Mike, can you click that little computer thing of yours? 
Cool. So guys, we're doing a lot of things in 2023. Uh, I don't know any other way to say that, but it all starts with uh, loving and giving back uh, to our community in different ways. So the first thing that I'm going to show you is what's on the right hand side. It's the Love Local Swarm. We're really excited for that. We uh, partner are, are partnering with Blink Tees um, and, and Steve Long and Jeff there to be able to work with local businesses to bring them business on slower days. And then in return by doing that and creating the type of networking vibe that uh, they're going to we're going to get a charity involved and they're going to give back uh, to that charity as well. So for our first Love Local Swarm, it's going to be at Church Street Brewing. So you ever been there? Yeah, I have uh, a few times. Great beer, great people, great atmosphere. So I would check it out. Yeah, it definitely yeah. is. And then Fellowship Housing is uh, the recipient and the nonprofit that is uh, going to be uh, where the proceeds go to. Uh, additional proceeds will go to um, uh, given by church street. So my friends, for us, this low local swarm thing is very much if, if we support local businesses and the businesses give back to the nonprofits, uh, and the nonprofits love on the people in our community, imagine what our communities look like, right? Uh, so join us on uh, January 31st. Uh, you could go down and scroll on our page and you could see those links. Actually, Monica, can you maybe put that link in the comments so people could get them? Yes. Okay. Cool. And then uh, the one on the left-hand side is uh, Local Talks. Uh, so Local Talks, some of you know, that uh, came by accident, and it's going to be one of the most beautiful things that I think we build this year. The first, lo lo uh, sorry, first Local Talks uh, is going to be about uh, the joy of giving, uh, and it's going to be held by uh, Mr. Ragu Sundara, which many of you know, and uh, he's going to be interviewing uh, from his podcast. He's going to be interviewing Ritesh Shah of JRS Group and of, of also um, of the giving group, obviously, where they're going to talk about the joy of giving. So come join us there. Um, Monica will throw the link in there as well. That's on February 2nd. But it's a great opportunity to hear about people that are doing good things in the community. If you're a nonprofit, you want to be there because what the giving group does is just absolutely amazing. They pretty much throw cool parties, cool events, and then they give back to local charities. So it's like a charity that helps charities. It's just a really cool business model that Ritesh and his team came up with. So come visit us then as well. So, yeah, I don't know. Not yeah. me talking. Can we get into the show and introduce <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. No, just kidding. <laughs> Ritesh and Ragu are great guys in the local community, and that's exactly what we want to do here on Brandworthy is talk about local businesses, what it is that they do, and we are very lucky that we have Mike Carney here today from SCA. He is a local business owner. He is an architect, which I'll find out what that is shortly. And we're going to talk really dive deep into what it is his uh, his business offers. And if you're looking for his services or know people who need services like that, he's the guy to help out. So, Mike, welcome to the show, and we really appreciate having you. Come on, guys. Thanks for having me. You know, I, Jason, I, it's been great to have an opportunity to meet you and Mike and, you know, share the same space over the past year and a half. And, you know, same thing, you know, to you guys to see how your platform has exploded. Uh, and I'm, I'm truly grateful to be a part of it. And, you know, I, I wanted to thank you for giving me an opportunity to, to be a part of it and, yeah. uh, you know, help me get my story out. Yeah, it's, it's a great story, man. And you do such great work. And I remember, I mean, we've been here about a year. You're an OG here at Bell yeah, Works, right? When did you come over? Uh, I, I was here in, uh, I've been here for a little over a year and a half. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, uh, the summer of uh, 21. 
Okay, cool. So yeah, we, we came last, um, it was really December of 21, yeah. I guess. Okay. So a little bit later, but I remember when Monica was like, I just met this architecture and you know, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna have to do lunch with him. I can tell you. So that's my Monica impersonation. Uh, I just feel her staring at me and back at right. She's right over here right now. She's uh, nothing but love oh, for sure. <laughs> Guys, listen, listen, I got an idea. That's pretty much a Monica impersonation. Um, so anyway, um, we really, architecture it's a big thing some people uh maybe have different thoughts mm -hmm. and views on it what we really want to do is just talk about like you and your company like yeah give us your elevator pitch and what you do and who you serve certainly um so i i decided uh i made that leap of faith in uh 2014 to to go out on my own and you know the reasoning behind it was i i really wanted to connect directly with the clients you know working working for others you know, I was I was still able to contribute a lot, um, but I don't think that I I had a really direct connection with the clients. And you know, I think for me in what I do, it's like architecture. I I see it as a language, right? Like it's a it's a technical and artistic profession that we bring together, but we're 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 pulling a vision out of our client. You know, it starts with a client's vision to make a change whether it be an office space, a home, you know, a new home, a renovation to a home, and they have an idea of something, they have an image that they see. Well, it's an architect's job to take that and, and turn that imagination into you know, a, a tangible space, something that yeah. is, is lived and shared. Um, and you know, from, from that onset of me doing it, I, I think you know, I, I really have been able to touch um, a lot of different people and, and help them develop a, a space that they're truly happy with, you know, and and I've had a couple opportunities where project is completed and, and, a, and a homeowner cries because I really out of joy, I'm out hoping. of joy. Yeah, let's make sure that it's out of joy, not out of sheer horror, right? Yeah. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> but no, like out of happiness of like you know just just from sitting with them to to really understand what they want and to be able to turn that into something, yeah. you know, real. And I think like. For me, it's it's just that passion of that's the challenge. You know, how how do I do that? How do I hear what you have to say and make it real? And and certainly use my my creative ability to to interject into it. Because I'm assuming a lot of people when they're trying to enlist to serve your services, they have some probably wild idea, right? Like so, everybody's vision of what they think it's gonna be. And oftentimes yeah. it's not what it's going to be, right? Sure. So, hundred percent. So, it's a lot of it is really you building a relationship with them to get them through the journey that makes financial sense, but also feasibility. I mean, yeah. that's that that word right there, relationship, and that's yeah. that's what I strive. It's, it's, and my it's like team the key, key to any successful business is, is that right? relationship in, piece. You know, yeah. To create a genuine relationship, and I feel like that is the foundation, and that's what really allows a project to to grow into what it is. And, you know, I, the, one of, when I sit down and have my initial meeting with a potential client, you know, it, I, I explain to them that it's going to start with this vision, but I can guarantee you over the course of this project, it's going to change 10 times. I mean, we're constantly revisiting it. It's an yeah. iterative process where, you know, we, we come up with the concept, we like the concept, then we start developing it, and then we go back and revisit it. Like, how, how can we make it better? And then, you know, then, you know, we're always considering finances. Because I mean that that has the the capacity to destroy something, you sure. know. When when we start off with a vision, we work with it to get it in that wheelhouse of a budget, 
and then we can start to play creatively of how much further can we go, what do we need to dial back, and, and finding that middle ground that still achieves that goal vision at the end of it. Yeah. yeah, I think when we first started talking, I was I was kind of shocked about, like, look, I'm trying to put a sunroom on my house. Mm-hmm. You can have an architect design and build and make sure that it flows and it fits with the architecture mm-hmm. of the house. Or you could get an entire empty lot somewhere and you could build from ground up. Yeah. I mean, I always thought just, you know, I can't really get an architect because I don't have millions of dollars to build a, a development. So, I mean, talk Do a little bit about tents. the scales. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, you know, I can afford a teepee. Yeah. A wigwam? Yeah. Something along We can those? certainly take a piece of fabric and some poles and, and make it happen, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> you show me a space and we'll work together to make that happen. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think um, architecture is, I think, probably for more of a, I mean, you do have to have expendable income for yeah. it, right? Um but I think that there's also scalability. And, you know, some of the movements out there is bringing architecture to, I would say, you know, a lesser financial class. Um, there's, a, there's an amazing graduate school out of Auburn. Uh, it's called the Rural Studio. And it, uh, what it does is it, it takes place in, um, I believe, Alabama or, yeah, Alabama or Mississippi. I, I'm having a blank at a moment. But in the program, the students are responsible for sourcing materials and developing um, either homes or community buildings for very low, uh, low income, um, actually some yeah. of the most impoverished neighborhoods. And um, you know, some of the buildings there, uh, there's like a, a temple or a church religious building, um, non-denominational, but they use tires and fill with dirt for the walls. And then they, uh, they found Another project they found um, driver side windows for complete caprice, outdated caprice police cars, and they donated all those. So those those windshields are actually are, are the the windows are actually creating a wall. So huh. you know it's I mean it's just beautiful. And stuff. I'm sure once you see it all together, I mean, oh, because yeah. like tires and windows from a car doesn't sound like <laughs> I want exactly. That, but, yeah. but like once you see it all together, it's probably mind blowing. Yeah. yeah, and you know I I would tell your audience to 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 Google Roll Studio and. You know, I just, some of the stuff I, I visited, I had the, the pleasure of visiting uh, an exhibit in uh, Arizona at the uh, Museum of Modern Art, and they had a bunch of smaller scale models from these students. And, and you know, that's, that's what I've brought into, I saw that as a student, and I brought that into my own practice to where I seek out that, that type of work and, and how, Love that. how I can actually share my gift with everybody. Like, yeah. I don't, I mean, yeah, I think it would be great to just, focus all my work on the one percent but i mean am i really helping society if i'm only helping one social group right? that's true yeah it's really true you, you speak a little bit about your gift right and so when i think of what it is you do you have to be able to draw uh, to scale obviously and you have to be able to understand the engineering or building process mm-hmm. and you're marrying the two together am i close no that, i mean okay. that, i think you know at, at, at its base that's exactly what it is so and where where would your gift have come from where does this come from in in you that that you can do this well so um part of it part of it comes i think from from my my parents um you know my dad my dad's a mechanical engineer and you know, from that growing up as a kid, I would always have graph paper laying around the house. Uh, and I think, like a lot of people in in the architectural profession, um, 
I would actually draw out all of my Lego designs on his graph paper before I built them. Mm-hmm. You know, it totally which is not a normal nerdy. trait. Yeah, yeah but right? like, <laughs> I don't see my boys doing that. I, I I think I had like a, every third or fourth logo yeah. or Lego I would probably chew on. Yeah, yeah. so I don't think I was at your level of building. Yeah, a lot. You know, so I, I think it started that, but yeah, you know, the architect. I kind of view it. Um, as a conductor, you know, we need to, we need to have basic knowledge of plumbing, electrical, heating and air conditioning, structural. Um, but we need to be, you know, artistically versed so that we can interject that into it. Yeah. We also have history, you know, that when we can, when somebody can say, Hey, I, I want something, you know, uh, mid-century modern style that we have an understanding of what it is they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, like we compile all of that and we, we sculpt it into something, you know, um, and even, you know, like my, my passion for it, uh, you know, hand drawing, it's, it's a lost art, you know, and when I, when I meet older architects and, and I see their work and, you know, very envious of, of, of the control of their hand, um, you know, we, architects all have a similar writing style and the reasoning behind that is when everything was done by hand as you would progress you know the project through other people at the end of the day everybody was taught to write the same Mm -hmm. so that 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 final project even though had 20 people hand drawing it it all looked exactly the same so you know our training is is learning pen weights and you know being able to letter and i i started in the profession uh my first first job was in uh, 2000 um, I was I was hired out of Harper College in Palatine um, for Harper a, for, yeah right shout out I think a lot, of us, a lot of us gone there uh, but you know I, I started there um, you know a woman uh, architect who is my mentor and has, has taught me a tremendous amount um, you know took a chance on me and you know she had she had made a comment to me that my lettering was garbage and you know, like, I'll take a chance on you. Right? Your lettering yeah, garbage. We've all had that, boss. Yeah, you know, I just happened to write in in all in all caps. And so, for the past twenty three years, I still will write my alphabet, probably ten times a week, um, to just try just to, to practice, just it? to practice it and perfect every letter to exactly how I want it to be. And wow. I mean, it like it's, it's an art form for me. Yeah, and, that makes me like you even more. I think that that's it's an art to go old school right yeah, and yeah. to keep it there i look at it for like film right or for photography it's it's using yeah. you know regular film like our grandpa's used and then going out there and create with that it takes a true artist to yeah, really absolutely. kind of be able to pull that stuff together absolutely uh, so like between that and like your relationship driven with what you do and you, mm-hmm. it shows that you care like uh yeah. about your clients uh, very much so and you bring this unique skill set my thoughts for you is I, I like to go back to like these these stories, these origin stories. Like, yeah. where where did this come from? When did you, like, uh, and, and what's your why within it? Like, because I think it's not everybody's passionate about what they do, Mike. You yeah. know, that's it's um, if you're in it, like we're passionate about what we yeah. do, but not everybody has that. So, where does that come from? Yeah, um, I think for me, it 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 began as a a passion for art for drawing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, that, that really motivated me as a child and, and throughout high school. Um, and you know, to, full disclosure, like after, like I was lost in high school, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have the, 
the directive direction to to be an architect like I'm, I'm not I'm not you know one of those people that right from high school going to architecture school and this is what we're gonna do I knew that it was there I knew that I wanted to do it um, and I knew I wanted to be somewhat in the field and I think you know it does come from a, a childhood passion of art and, and building with Legos right and yeah. like that was something I, I'll admit I even did into a teenager you know, and, and, and building forts and... Did you always see, like, the angles and all that type of stuff? Was that something always. that was natural to you? Yeah, and, like, you know, it's funny you bring that up and, you know, just side side conversation, you know. Every time I go out with my wife, um, guaranteed, wherever we are, I'm staring off into space. <laughs> and, like, yeah. she'll have to reel me back in because I'll see something and I'll, like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, over but, here, Mike. Over here. Yeah, right. <laughs> and focusing. Like, yeah, like, hey, conversations <laughs> over here, hon. You know, your kids are over here. Stop, stop daydreaming. <laughs> but, My uh, kids don't have good <laughs> angles, but this <laughs> building yeah, has a good angle, right? Uh, well, that's true beauty. But uh, you know, I think for me, yeah, you know, always staring at detail, um, and definitely, you know, I, I'm I'm very drawn and passionate about history, and I think that kind of inspired it as well. Um, you know, if, if you look at the old masters and in what they were able to accomplish and before computers, you know, I look at all like the old um, cathedrals and everything in Europe, you know, like these were done years, years, centuries before modern technology and, and they're still standing, you know, and it just blows my mind, you know, when I visited some of them, um, you know, how they're still standing 600 years later. And I think like that just drove me into the architecture and what's uh on that question what's yeah. something that's built today what's like the shel- shelf life is the wrong word but what's the how long should something last a, a home or you know, a commercial building i i think a lot of things like if you look at like i'll just use something that's pretty typical like an asphalt shingle right on almost every home in in, in the country they have a shelf life if you get the larger ones for like a 30 to 35 year and then you're going to start to look for replacement then you're going to look you know potential water infiltration so you know i'd like to think that we're designing and building for long term Mm -hmm. but i think um you know part of part of the i'd say maybe a majority of things today in 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 our culture are tear down redo you know a, a lot of my work is buying an older home tearing it down putting in a new one you know where where you look in other places where land isn't so available you're you're staying in that same home you're you're building onto it's multi-generational and i think you know there's certainly a lot of people here within the u.s that that try to do that um but i think you know for the most part it's just tear it down and so i would say anything less than 100 years i i wouldn't see something you know lasting longer than that um and i think you know Part of it is is materiality. Um, so you know some of the products aren't made. But, you know if we look at our cars, you know they're designed to be replaced. Yeah. You know they're not they're not designed to last forever. They're they're designed because they want you to buy a new one. Yeah. And I think you know some of the homes today are are of that. And I think you know I, I wouldn't say that it's it's deceitful. I want to get that you know out there. I just think that where we're at is not because I mean we're designing with you know or we're building with organic materials you know if you look at these things like in the u.s you do have homes that are around three four hundred years but you go over to europe you know everything's built out of stone concrete so i mean it it's gonna last you know it's not it's not gonna you know burn down it's not gonna rot it's so and you know i think a lot of it is just the the passion you know that they've got to upkeep those buildings 
Cool. Uh, yeah, th- thanks for sharing that. Yeah. What uh, You've talked about this a little bit in between, but what uh, types of uh, service um, and uh, products do you offer for, for your target market? Like, How do you help? Yeah, certainly. So I think for me, um, you know, what's important for us is like, I, I, I think diversification is is key. You know, I, I like to think of myself as a, a talented, well-rounded architect that can flow between product types. Um, but if we were to, you know, just outline a couple, I would say, you know, certainly a residential stance, you know, new construction, um, but also like major renovation would be good, you know, yeah. like, cause it's a challenge, you know, like gonna meet with a homeowner and hey, this is like, I do it for me as well, just to keep myself being challenged, right? Um, but also, you know, on a business sense, you know, I, I like to believe like my, my core focus is to create space. And if I can create, you know, if I'm looking at a business, like especially now in, in with the way the world is post COVID, you know, we're, we're trying to navigate that of, do we come back to the office? Do we work from home? Yeah. W- what's that hybrid model? It's all blended. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, for a business, how, how do we, how do we navigate that and how do we Huge. not waste money? You know, if, if you're going to have like, you know, we're finding ourselves with all this office space, but you know, 80% of it's not occupied every day. So what types of things can we do to minimize our, our office space to still deal with our, you know, help our employees? So I would say like to, to go back on it, like, you know, residential, like new construction, renovation, and, you know, a corporate office, um, you know, and, and kind of along those lines of corporate office building, like how can we help you with that and, and be efficient and maximize your dollar? You know, in, in, in both cases. Cool. So, so we've heard a little bit about how you started. Obviously, you were drawing out your Lego designs while I was eating Legos. <laughs> and then, you know, you got your first job. You got yeah. your first start. 2014, SCA becomes a, a vision for you, something yeah. that you can reach. Talk a little bit about that and how, how big you are now and kind of all the – the cities you're serving and all the work like yeah show take us through a quick evolution absolutely um so yeah 2014 uh earned that's i was officially earned my license that year um and had an opportunity to to take that leap of faith and give it my all um so jumped in um and you know we started growing slow like i think a lot of startup businesses like your first couple years man you're just scrounging and grinding and, hoping it works yeah, yeah. Right? like taking on anything and and you know and selling yourself short right i think you know i've, I've learned over the years to to really value my ability and, and my expertise yeah. um but you know it's funny how when you first start you're like you give away the farm but then oh, as, yeah. at, after you I do it it's and kind of get beat thing, up right? could, yeah totally like be, like yeah. you're not sure like you know you can do it but you're not sure because you haven't and, and you want the yeah. job because you want the opportunity because you yeah. know you're going to kill it and you know you're going to make it cool which is going to help long term yeah yeah no I, and the ability to say no it's funny how right? many people like, i talk to, to not say no the power to say no is one of those things that i think you only get with experience you know like as you go through the evolution of your business you'll realize like that's not that's not the direction i want to go it's not worth the headache it's not worth the whatever yeah you know and i'm just going to go after the things that i find joyous or that 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 is going to make me go where i want this to 100 percent in align with my values because i think you know when i can work with a client that we're the same i mean it just it's it knocks it out of the park yeah Yeah. absolutely and so yeah but over the, the past eight years uh, now uh, licensed in 14 states, uh, opened up a second office um, this past fall in Asheville, North Carolina. 
have a couple um, custom homes going on there. Uh, and just recently had an opportunity to submit um, a proposal for uh, a new city hall in, in the Asheville area. Awesome. Um, yeah. It's, it's got to cool be an awesome. Yeah. 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 So talk about like a legacy or something that's there that is seen by so many people. Like that's a yeah. beautiful opportunity. And one of one of the coolest things is, um, you know, through some connections, I, I'd met a longtime, uh, you know, generational family. And, and it turns out um, this gentleman, his grandfather, six generations back, was the first uh, head dairy person for the Vanderbilts um, at Biltmore. And um, oh, wow. when when the family when Biltmore started to kind of reduce their size, they uh, they gifted this gentleman's family sixty acres, you know, off off in a valley. And you know, I met with him, uh, wonderful gentleman, like so much history and to learn about it. Um, but I'm I'm uh, humbled that he actually asked me to to design his home. So you know, we looked at a, a his parcel that he wants to put it and. You know, some of the things like, you know, tying it back to what an architect does, you know, this, yeah. and here's where, here's where this ties in. So I visited the parcel with him, and he's pointing out where his childhood treehouse used to be in this grove of trees. And then there's a path up the, the side of this mountain where he used to ride dirt bikes with his family members. And, you know, he pointed out some views. So the home that, we're, that I'm proposing for him is, you know, very subtle little things that only he would, he would know. Like, if, so if you visit it, you're not going to know it. But that path that he used to ride his dirt bike up is actually going to be a continuation of the staircase that leads down to his outside patio. So as he stands there, he can, he can, he'll look yeah, down that path, cool. yeah. um, you know, and, and part of the stair is actually going to come up and be a crow's nest for him just to sit and enjoy the forest, but it's reminiscent of his treehouse. Um, and then, you know, simple See, things. like stuff like that though, like you don't, like that's I think the coolest part of what it is that you do because you're building it for that person and they're gonna always remember it. The other piece is like when someone else buys out, you know, he's gonna be gone or whatever in yeah. hundred years. Someone's gonna come get that house. They're gonna have no clue. Yeah. You know, like the the symbolism and the design and yeah and the detail that goes in. And it's something so subtle, but it means so much. And I think like that's where the architect really steps in to to reach out right yeah. and like that's i mean for me that is that is what i try for on every project because you know like every project's important to that client you know like it's still an investment of themselves yeah and i try to to get the best out of it i can and and you know in, include them in it and i think sometimes like you know construction is is certainly it can be a very stressful process for a lot of people yeah you know yeah. And a lot of people don't know it but you know, I, I, I like, I give the opportunity to my clients to, to dive into it and work with us and, and be a part of our team. And I think, you know, to like to share my passion and, and that, that love I have for it with I, them. I just think a lot of people feel like I can just get a contractor and I can just, oh yeah, they'll just know it. Mm -hmm. But these contractors don't know anything about design. You know what I mean? Like functionality of the space. Yeah. They know how to build a wall or take a wall yeah. down or whatever. Yeah. They are not going to you have to really live in it. And so to live in a space or work in the space, it has to really fit your needs. And yeah. the only way you can do that is if you're thinking through it. Some yeah. contractors, I mean, maybe some are, but a lot aren't really thinking of the usability, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's really where you add a touch. And, and, and like our model is we try to bring the contractor in day one so that the, 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 the client, the owner, the architect, and the contractor 
are all on the same page Good. so that we can walk that contractor through that process as well. Because, I mean, like some of the pitfalls that we run into is is design changing things because of the contractor. Like they didn't want to do it this way. And, you know, and I, I've run into it all the time where yeah. I'm told, you know, like, kid, I've been doing this longer than you've been alive. And I was like, well, that, that's understandable. But, like, I just spent the past three months with this guy, you know, trying to design his <laughs> home. And you're changing everything that he wants. Listen, do what I tell you, all right? <laughs> right? right? Like, it, it's, yeah, I don't want to, like, I, I, I'll get right to that point. But yeah. I, won't, I won't cross that line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. 14 states is a huge accomplishment yeah. in a short Very amount huge. of time. Yeah. I, I also know from talking to you before the show, we do prep work around here. It might not look like it, but we do some prep work. Yep. Is that you Just have a project? Just because we wear sweatshirts and hats <laughs> doesn't mean we don't take our work. I mean, that very was more seriously. of a Jason comment yeah. than anything. But no, so I also know you have some work overseas that you did in Italy, right? And so talk a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, so, uh, you know, very fortunate uh, in undergrad um, to have been introduced to a historic preservation and restoration program uh, in a town but an hour north of Rome. Um, and so I, 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 was there. I basically spent two summers there. Um, we were restoring a 12th century church. Um, and, you know, like just that, that whole opportunity to, like, again, you know, to check that off my box of like one of, the, one of my passions is, is keeping history alive for people and actually having my hands on it. Um, you know, and it, it's so important. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I think that's to, to part know where of, we've come from and yeah. understand that, yeah, to understand that there, what was before us. Yeah, uh, I think helps us go into the future. A hundred percent. I mean, I mean there's a lot to learn. Two summers in Italy is not really twisting your arm, so I don't think no. it was. Yeah, you know, no. it wasn't hard. It's not <laughs> like it's. Uh, yeah, right? yeah. Like uh, until I got married, it was the time of my life. Yeah. Well, of course, yeah. And Honey, now, did you hear that? Now, did you hear that? She's probably watching. So yeah, 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 get yeah. That in there. Very smart. See, yeah. this guy is smart. He <laughs> thinks it through. He yeah. really does. There's a handful of people watching, and somebody out there might be Mike's wife. What's your, yeah. what's your wife's name? Molly. 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 Hi. How are you doing? Yeah. Uh, along with everybody else, uh, he's talked so well of you all the time, <laughs> uh, to say the least. So we do have, not to interrupt, uh, we do have a handful of people watching right now. So thank you all for joining in. Uh, this is live, and it's live for a reason. So if you have questions about architecture, about anything that uh, sparks an idea for you, give us an ask. Uh, our goal is, uh, Adam, show, uh, can you show Miss Monica over there? She's, oh yeah, we're working on her. She's somewhere over there, games. Adam. Yeah, just keep, you, you just kind of keep getting there. Yeah. Hey, there's Monica. Hey, the, the backbone of what we do, she's watching comments, so if you have comments, Please ask. Uh, she's also keeping uh, Mike and I on uh, point by every once in a while just throwing something at the back of our heads. When you I don't assume see you it. mean Mike Carney on uh, point because no. I'm always on point. <laughs> so I don't know. Funny, yeah. so oh, me. Yeah, okay. um, but ask There's questions, so guys. Contacts. We're glad you're here. Thank you, guys. Um, Mike, uh, double this a little bit, and there's so much uh, good things that you, you talk about. Let's talk about like how you. Um, identify the problem that your company solves like uh, yeah what's the idea that led you to kind of start this company you, you don't go into that too much as, yeah. as you already talked a little bit about it but what do you what are you feeling so you know like design design is a solution to a client's project right like the 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 problem um is we refer to it as a, as a program you know you're going to come to me and say i need this 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 and this that's our program written document covered square footage um that's the problem, and we we solve it through architecture. So every client I meet has a different problem. 
and and our goal is to solve those problems you know cost effectively for them but also try to give them you know to 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 squeeze every ounce we can out of their dollar and you know whether it be you know business ways that we can we can actually help their businesses be more efficient um you know by by understanding um adjacencies so department x doesn't necessarily have to be department Y, like it could sit next to department C. And, and we explore all of that. And, you know, same thing for a homeowner, like, hey, I, like we're, I'm, I'm working with a couple right now that, that they're expecting another child, but where do we put another bedroom? Like, do we go yeah. back? Do we go up? You know, you should have thought of that before you were gonna have a second child. <laughs> <laughs> Details, but, but saying that takes me out of out of Oh, that's true, works. yeah, never so, mind, never yeah, mind, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like working, and, and being able to solve those problems, like, that's what I love. Like, I love being challenged. And, and sometimes, you know, like, there isn't a solution. Sometimes, you know, there's a lot that, that governs construction and, 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 you know, home sites that there's only so much you can do. And sometimes your lot isn't big enough to go up or out. Like, the, the municipalities just don't let you do that. And, you know, there are things that we we can go through that process with the municipality and, and asking for relief. And it, I mean, it is a, a, it can be a lengthy process. Um, but you know, like those are those things that, that, that we're looking to, to solve for you. Yeah. You know, what do I do? Like, and I think like for, for us, you know, like to just put it out there, like reach out to us first, you know, like all too often we get pulled into projects where somebody's already purchased an office space but they didn't actually figure out how much space they needed. So <laughs> now all of a sudden, like, I'm 3,000 square feet under what I need. How are you going to make it work? And, and yeah, yeah, you know, right? yeah. and you've already purchased this. And it's the same thing for homeowners where, you know, you could be buying a, a home with the anticipation that you're going to f- or expand onto it, redo it in the next couple of years, but you, didn't, you weren't able to explore what you wanted to do, and you can't do it. Yeah, you know, totally. and or even like being a, a parcel of land, like, hey, I want to do this and I want to buy it. But what you want to build might not be possible. And, yeah. you know, it's like I'd much rather get on a phone call with somebody for two minutes to say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Can you take a look at it? And to say, hey, you know what? That's not going to work for you um, because I, I don't want to find ourselves in a position where we're trying to fit, you know, 10 pounds into a five pound bag. Yeah. Yeah. I, sometimes I it doesn't like. Work. In business, you know, I don't know, I don't know the dates they all blend together, but maybe ten years ago, everybody said let's get to open concept design for like offices, yep. and then I remember like three years after, like this sucks, you can't get any work done, there's too much noise, so now they're moving away. Yep. So like, how hard is it coming out of the pandemic and trying to figure out all these these tricks? What kind of nuggets do you have for somebody going through the process of? what is right for them like yeah no I, it's a great question mike um because i think you know it it, it really involves i mean you know you've, you've got that typical business model that we all know like biggest office goes to the biggest you know position and and then trickle down effect um but i think a lot of it is is working with with the end user and how they actually use that space because like you just said you know like sometimes being in an open office a lot of people find that extremely distracting. Yeah. And, you know, for others, it's, it's a good environment. And, I, you know, I, I have arguments for both. But I think, like, you, what, what needs to be developed is, is a multifaceted hybrid model, right? So not only are we looking at a space 
that people can work from home and remote into that they can visit temporarily. So like just setting up a stand-up desk so they can bring their laptop in, stand for 20 minutes, have a team meeting in person, and then leave. But but That's also true. creating space that, that is flexible, you know, that allows it to be an office, but then at the end of the day can open up and just be an open office, you know, and, and working with, and there's like tons of products out there that, that versatility probably that. would be great. Cause I feel like everyone now is like work, but leisure, but you know, congregate together, you know, then break yeah. up and do your work. It seems like it's like this accordion effect, you know, it's, it, it's, it yeah. totally is. Yeah, and you totally know, evolved. like, um, there's, there's some companies out there that have developed workstations that fully support that model. And like, that's where, hmm. you know, we can come in and say, Hey, have you looked at this? You know, we can design the shell of your space, but then we can use this product to allow you to cordon things off. Like there's, yeah. we call them demountable partitions. So for instance, um, if your business model has a, a collaborative team that works together for say two months, and then that team disperses and go works in a different environment, those walls can be constructed and pulled back down, set aside, and then put back up and, and completely reconfigured. Yeah. And it's like knowing that, and, and like that's where the time process comes in and sitting with a client long before they're gonna move so that we can flesh all that out. And then at the end of the day, we can we can refine it to their their and to accommodate their exact need there's a lot that you said there in terms of like tips for people but i think the the number one if i can surmise would be time frame right 100 percent. the earlier the better because that way you have a long time in order to get all that right yeah right 100 yeah. percent. Okay. yeah, yeah. our, our yeah. profession has really been hampered by uh, cable TV shows and turning around homes, <laughs> homes within a week. Mike, yeah. I got 24 hours. Yeah, Redesign. not possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Mm, uh, nope. You get that TP that Mike wants. Yeah, that. right. Maybe yeah. that's it. Yeah. So I love how you, you, you talk about uh, the future of the workplace because I think yeah. I don't think that's something I really thought of before we had our, our conversations and the workforce and then the, the way businesses and corporations and all that do work and how they bring their teams together is totally changing and yeah. evolving over this last years and will continue as we go into the future right yep. uh so i love that you're, you're talking about that uh what's what within your company what are you excited about like about the future there's some certain projects and things that you're working on um yeah so we are um like i said the the city hall project um we've we've we put that out last week but we have not heard anything back on it but you know very exciting a very very exciting project um, we have a couple custom homes that we're currently developing. Um, you know, we're developing in the design process uh, and getting that here in like the Illinois, and yeah, in, in North yes, Carolina, yes. Yes. all so, fourteen states. All 14 yeah, states. yeah, every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and so I've got one up in Lake Villa um, that the existing home was just torn down. Um, this too has a time crunch. Um, it's been in the family this summer will be 100 years since it's been in like the grandfather bought the property yeah. so the homeowners are trying to put in this new home so that they can have a family party there at the end of the summer and invite their family from around the country so that's that's a really you know exciting one um you, you know not only for the project but uh it's built on the side of of the lake that's there awesome. uh, with horrible soil conditions and so it's going to require, um, they're called helical piles, but they're basically giant screws and drill bits that are about three foot wide to four foot wide. And we got 47 or 52 of them that are going to have to go down to 60 feet 
um, to hold this house um, wow. because wow. the soil is is all organic and yeah so I mean it's been a it's been a great process trying to, to develop that and and at that point that's where we bring in the engineers you know I said like we orchestrate yeah. Yeah. when it gets into the, the, the big heavy stuff that's when we focus with the structural engineers that and, sounds intense and, yeah, yeah. You, you need a team of people the, that, that specialize each has their in skill math and, yeah. exactly right yeah. so um, you know that's that's gonna be a really exciting one um, we're wrapping up a house in uh, Roselle, uh, and a, as a point for time time frame, I started my first meeting with them was in 2008, and you know we're we're still probably about three months, two two three months away from 100% completion. Oh, wow. And you know, it, it, it and one of the things like that is really impacted COVID. Like people have marriages that last less than that. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, yeah. And I'm pretty sure this one's probably been tried a few times. <laughs> so, I can imagine, yeah, right? As far as I know, they're still married. Yeah. But, you know, like um, COVID obviously impacted yeah. a lot of this world. Um, we're, we're dealing a lot with material shortages, which, you know, is, is certainly throwing in a, you know, an un, uncontrollable challenge of like, we, we go move forward thinking that this product is going to be available. And then we get a phone call that it's not. Um, yeah. And how do, how do we react quickly enough so that, we can take advantage of other things that are still available. I mean, when I think of what you do, you know, seeing a drawing is one thing that's two dimensional, right? You might even draw it in uh, software or something to make it three dimensional. But I thought maybe we could take an actual project that you yeah. did because the proof is in the what you see, right? And yeah. so you wanted to highlight up in Lake Zurich. Most people know the Kmart uh, site that was there. Yeah. Just a big, ugly you know, 1970s looking building. Yeah. And you've redesigned it. Yeah, so um, this would have been uh, probably about four years ago. Um, we were we were in a collaborative effort. Um, I was I was brought in as, as the design architect, um, working with another architect. Um, and this this size building is is something that I've I've got probably 10 to 12 years experience doing large multi-use or, or mixed-use um, buildings. But, you know, we were talking to the owner and, and, you know, he basically said to us, we need to create something here um, that's iconic. And I, I know a lot of your audience is, is in this area. So I'm sure at some point everybody's driven by yeah. <laughs> that space at one yeah. time or another so that they can relate to the location. Um, but it was And Kmart's were everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. And, and then they merged with Sears and they yep. were everywhere. Yes. So there are so many of these spaces yes. that need a... I mean, look! Look at all your malls. Yeah, yeah. like just all those anchor stores. And, and how do you some. repurpose? And that was that yeah. was kind of our thing. How do you repurpose, um, you know, land that is dilapidated that over years hasn't, you know, garnered interest and in, yeah. in stuff. So the, the Kmart in Wheeling, they knocked it down, and it's just an empty lot. It, yeah, just an eyesore. And, and there. that's where that's where this ended up too, um, yeah. a couple of years ago. But I mean, this was a two-year process to design these buildings um and and to work with 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 lake zurich you know i mean you don't you don't just get to just put down something and that's the end of it like i mean there is a lot of collaboration between the owner the architect the design team yeah. and the municipality and so you know we we're trying to create something that still you know I embraces and supports the the retail <laughs> corridor that that is there at 12. Um, but, you know, try to inject more people into that, that neighborhood, right? You know, bring yeah. in more people that, because where this was located, you had, you know, the, the jewel directly to the, the southeast of it. I mean, there's a lot of small businesses that really could, you know, benefit. And, and they were all in support of, of bringing this in. 
So what it was 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 looking at you know twenty thousand square feet of retail space. Um, we were looking for an anchor tenant for a restaurant, um, and there was one hundred and sixty four um, uh, apartments. At you know we were starting with an apartment model, yeah. um, but it was one, two, and three bedroom apartments. There was three buildings in total. Um, this building here that you see in the foreground. You know, that was the retail that connected out, you know, would, would reach out to the Dairy Queen right on to 12. Um, but it also had a uh, 10,000 square foot roof garden that was in there that we were we were working on. Um, and, and to be honest, like we got village approval. Um, the village and the board was behind it. The public, you know, it, you know, that's another part of it that, you know, we 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 uh, presented it to the public. They came and they all had their feedback. And then we went back to the drawing board and, and implemented their comments because we don't want to shun the, the neighbors were backing up against, right? They're yeah. going to look at this all the time. Do you have sometimes where they bring their feedback and you're like, no, that's that's a staple that I wanted, or do you have to? Yeah. There's got to be that tug of war between the two. There's a lot of give and take. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, sometimes you you definitely hear some commentary that you, that bores you, um, you know, but, you know, I, I get it. that they're, yeah. The people, that, the residents that live close to this are going to experience a change that, they've never had to experience before. So they went from a commercial building that they just saw the back of to a four-story building with people living on it now looking down on their homes. So, you know, there, there's a totally lot of give, different vibe, yeah, yeah, you know, and you know, you you have to you have to, you don't want them to be you don't want them to be irate, right? You want them yeah. to accept and understand and you know, you you have to work with them and and that's where these these graphics came in handy. And, and our, the tool is to use to sell it, right? Like, I want them to see that, hey, we're trying to provide a great atmosphere for you to enjoy. Yeah. You know, you're going to have restaurants here that you can walk to. Like, we're, we're not trying to just put a brick wall and say, guess what? Like, you're out. Like, we want to be inclusive. We want you and everybody else to, to be a part of it. And, yeah, unfortunately, um, COVID, COVID destroyed this one. I mean, the, yeah. the, the property is still under ownership um, by the same uh, party. Um, you know, if, if this model were to move forward, we would have to um, go back into the village to get their approval again because that, that, that window closed. That closed. Yeah. Yeah. But so I mean, is there anything there? Sorry, Mike. No. <laughs> is there anything nope, there now? It's just open property right now. Yeah. Right. I mean, and it, that's what I think is so great about the evolution of kind of buildings and the mm -hmm. way that we city plan and the architecture that goes behind it because you take – just an empty lot that basically had a one-story Kmart into it, and you can repurpose it to yeah. have so much more use per square foot or yeah. per acre or whatever it is and yeah. get some pop back in there. I mean, a lot of the villages totally. are doing that. Yep. Hawthorne's doing that. They're, yep. like, putting mixed use now into their yep. their shopping center. I, I think this trend will continue. For yeah. sure. I mean, this is beautiful it's compared to what it came on. You get all yeah. the services right there where you yeah. do life. It's, yeah. it's kind of the way to go. It helps you be more efficient at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, simple, yeah, simplest way to be able to say that. So like, we, we've talked about a lot today, mm -hmm. uh, and I, we really – you know, continue to get to know you. I think we knew you before we asked you to be on the show, and then uh, we got to go through that prep yeah. work and that sort of stuff, and we got to know you even more and more. And I feel like now we have a true friendship. Not yeah. only are we neighbors in our office yeah. um, uh, here at Bellworks, but it just we're getting to know you more and more, and I have such a respect for all the work that you put in through Thank it. Um, what do you want our um, audience to know about, like, if they need an architect, yeah. uh, what, what do you want them to know? Where can they find you? Uh, they can they can certainly you know keep it simple and just hit up my website at studiocarney.com. 
um, you know, from there have my contact information. Um, you know, you can you can swing by Bellworks and and see both Jason and, and Mike and myself. Monica, you got no. Nope, sorry, Monica. Monica. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I is got, she still I, back? There? I'm, yeah, she's right. She's Monica, just being really quiet. What is she yeah. doing back there? She's always <laughs> just watching us. It's so weird. Uh, but help you, us, help um, us. Yeah, I'd say hit up the website. Um, you know, and I I I want to my role and I view myself as an educator. Um, you know, I, a little side note, I am also adjunct faculty at Southern Illinois. I, uh, I taught a, a graduate level design studio. So I, I love educating people, you know, having my love knowledge that. that I get to pass it on. And so what I, what I do is like, I'm fine with, you know, email me, shoot me a question. Hey, this is what I'm thinking. Like, and I, I don't have any issues. I'm not going to charge you to respond to your questions. Yeah. Um, so I would say, you know, that was a quarter of an hour. That'll be, yeah, right. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't build with the six, you know, every six minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately, I didn't listen to my grandfather and be an attorney. (laughs) I'm an architect. I don't have a boat. I don't, I don't have five homes. You could design one (laughs) hell of a boat. I could though. I could. Yeah. Um, I I think when we look for contractors or we look for people to help with the build process, I think the the biggest expertise is one. and, And obviously Mike, you're checking that off for sure, with all the work and the accreditations. But I think you need to be honest. You need to be genuine. Mm-hmm. I think you have to have a relationship based, almost like we're going to be a family. I mean, you've been working with some people since 2008. It's yeah. 2023. Yeah. And so if anybody is looking for an architect, I definitely would recommend Mike for the journey, for what you're going to help throughout. I feel that I would be more confident at the end of my project because I would like it. Probably won't look like the way I dreamed it, but it'll be exactly what we need for functionality. Yeah. We'll get you that TP, buddy. We'll yeah. yeah. I want a wigwam now. I'm upgrading. <laughs> why, why don't we just go big and go for a yurt, man? <laughs> so I do really appreciate you yeah. having on the show. I love oh, sitting I... down with people who are making an impact in the local community. And Mike Carney is definitely one of those. It definitely is. We just, uh, a comment came through. Molly asked you, when you get home, just take out the trash. <laughs> Done. Uh, yeah. So Molly, you got your back. Can, can you, I got your back. We'll make sure you know. Can you architect the trash to the garbage, yeah, right. please? Right, yeah. Uh, my friends, we are loving this ride that we're on with Love Local Media and here at Betty D's studio to be able to uh, bring in more and more podcasts, not only our own. Uh, and uh, we're excited about the future and excited about having many of you on this journey with us. Uh, my friends, we're stronger together. The, that mission, <coughs> sorry, I lose my voice, has not uh, changed and it will not change. Uh, it does take a village to do this thing we call life, and we're stronger together if we work together and support each other in our local communities. So thank you, Mike, for being on the show today. My friends that are out there, we'll see you around town. If you need help with media, you know what we do, and we're pretty darn good at it, and we love it. So peace out, my friends. We'll see you on the flip side. Peace. Peace.